in today's show. It's time to look at the fantasy basketball landscape, the Market Watch. It's Market Watch Monday. That's what it is. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It's Market Watch Monday. So it's time to check in on ranks and ADPs and what's been moving across the fantasy basketball landscape. We're still doing the team previews. One just came out. There'll be another one later today. There'll be more tomorrow. Lots of interesting stuff happening this week as well. Plenty of opportunities for you guys to enter the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. Um, You know how to do that by now, but if you don't, check out the team preview shows, and there'll be information in each of those on how to join them. I don't imagine this will be a particularly long show because there hasn't been huge amounts of things changing, but warning... Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to start by adjustments I've made to some of my rankings and projections over at Basketball Monster over the last week. What has changed? I've actually bumped Marvin Bagley up in my ranks quite a bit. I've given him a few extra minutes. That's resulted in a 33 ranking spot change. Now, I've done the Pistons preview podcast. Hasn't come out yet. You'll see it soon. Doesn't mean that he's a 12-team league option. Um, you can take a flyer on him as a last-round pick, but just gave him a few extra minutes because I do think they are going to lean into playing him more, whether that's correct or not. It doesn't matter. Um, that's what I think they're going to do. Oh, actually, let me rephrase. Whether I think it's the correct decision to do that doesn't matter. Um, it's if I think that it's correct that they will do that, and I think they are going to lean into it, unfortunately. So I gave him a few extra minutes. Report from Ian Begley came out saying they're going to give extra minutes to Emmanuel quickly. It's going to be hard to see how it happens. With Brunson, Fournier, Grimes is going to get playing time. There's still Derek Rose there. Evan Fournier. Like, I don't know where they're fitting quickly into this mix, but he should be getting these minutes. He played well down the stretch. I don't know why they never gave him an opportunity to start. Um, So I bumped him up. He's gone up 27 spots. Again, he probably just moves into a last-round flyer pick because he's probably not having 30-minute upside. I don't think he'll start next to Brunson with Grimes and Fournier likely getting that opportunity. Um, and then there's still Rose to battle. But I bumped him a little bit. Also bumped Tim Hardaway Jr. He went up 25 spots. Uh, that was just an increase in minutes. We're looking at the Dallas team and need for a shock creator in the second unit. Um, and then Wendell Carter Jr. Without him playing next to Mo Bumba, which I think will happen more this season, he won't play with Bumba as much. I did increase his block rate somewhat, and that bumped him up 16 spots as well. So I'd probably been a little bit too harsh on some of his projections. So he moved up in the rankings. Three Lakers took some big hits in my uh, projections. The Patrick Beverly acquisition, but then the Dennis Schroeder signing meant that Austin Reeves dropped down 80 spots. Initially, I projected Reeves to be a starter next to Westbrook, and then Beverly comes in, and now Schroeder comes in. It's just extra guys in the mix where Reeves might have played 27 minutes. Maybe now it's 21. So he dropped down 80 spots, and I dropped Russell Westbrook down a lot as well. That's not true. I didn't drop him down the spots because it's not how I do projections. I adjusted his projections and his playing time down, he went down 69 spots. 
in my projections. Giggity! Because I do think there's a legitimate chance that they bring him off the bench, or even if he starts, he doesn't play 33 minutes. He plays 27 or 28 with Schroeder there, with Beverly there. Just so many guards. Kendrick Nunn, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves. So many guards on this team. So Westbrook copped it, and so did Kendrick Nunn, who I thought was a chance to start. He still might start. But now that Schroeder and Westbrook are going to take point guard minutes, Beverly is going to take more minutes at the two, meaning the opportunities for Nunn to play 25, 26 plus at the two aren't there. Because now there's Lonnie Walker, there's Nunn, there's Beverly, there's Reeves. The upside, just there's just too many guards. They need to move off from some of these guys. They're going to play some of them at three, maybe. Good luck. Um, so that I dropped all of those guys down significant value. I also dropped Brandon Clark and his playing time down. I was probably a little bit overzealous with his playing time projection. Um, that was with the assumption that Jaron Jackson's going to be out. And I still think Jaron Jackson is going to be out for a while. But if he's not, then Clark's projection looks too, um, too bullish. So he moved down 24 spots in my overall rankings because I just dropped the overall playing time down. Now, if Jackson doesn't come back to February, there is upside in Clark. But if he comes back in November, then Clark goes back and plays 21 minutes instead of 25 or 26. And then you don't want to waste a pick at pick 80 or pick 75 on Brandon Clark. So I did make um, some adjustments into his playing time um, because of that. We'll get into talking about some other adjustments in a second. But you guys would have had this problem. There's no doubt you would have had this issue where you're just paying money to subscriptions. You never know where it's coming from or it's annoying to try and cancel it. You don't really want to have to call these guys or jump through these hoops and then wait on hold. It's just a complete pain. We know this. Now, you can find out how much your subscriptions really cost with most people spending up to 80 bucks a month on subscriptions. That's what they think you spend. But in reality, it's like over 200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is there to help you Get a handle on your subscriptions. The app gets all your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want. It does it for you. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you need to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Guys, it's time to look at some other changes. Now, there weren't many things that changed. ESPN ranks and AD ranks didn't change. Yahoo ranks didn't change. Fantrax ADPs haven't adjusted. ESPN ADPs barely changed. And Yahoo ADPs didn't really change. But what I thought was a good idea, and maybe it's not a good idea, but what I thought was a good idea is to have a look at Yahoo ADPs. They released that first set of ADPs in the last week of August. We are now four weeks from that. So I thought it was a good idea to see trends, to see what has changed over those four weeks, the biggest rises, the biggest fallers, does any of it make sense? Will they continue in that direction? So let's look at who has gone up in Yahoo ADP the most over the last four weeks. And I will tell you now, there is not one single surprise on this list. Actually, that is not true. There is one guy that's a surprise. The other guys on this list as the top risers are all players that I'm pretty sure I had on my Yahoo sleepers list to start the season because they were all ranked like an insane person would create fantasy ranks. And we know that the biggest single factor influencing ADP is the X rank that Yahoo puts out. And again, their X rank is, rank is based on, don't know, no one tells us. Category league, points leagues, gut feel, handsomeness, I've got no idea. No one tells us what X rank is based on. 
um, and that heavily influences ADP. So when the initial X rank came out and there were guys ranked at crazy numbers, their ADPs were low. And now they've made a big adjustment to those ranks, the ADP start to come in. So Isaiah Jackson's risen 41 spots. Now I'd argue maybe that's too far for him because you're taking him almost at a spot where you're assuming that Turner is dealt. And that is fine to do, but at 80-something, there is risk in that. But he's jumped up 41 spots. Sticks has also jumped up 41 spots. No, not 41 spots. My, my, sorry, 29 spots. Jalen Smith, who is likely the starting um, power forward for this um, Indiana Pacers team, he was ranked at like 140 or something. He's up to 29. There's still some scope. Oh, actually, no, he's in at like 85. So that's probably about the right spot for Jalen Smith. That ADP has come in a lot, as has the ADP for another big man. A lot of big men here. Alperen Sengun, the delicate dancer. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. He has come in 27 spots. He will continue to rise. He was ranked 135th. He's come into 69th. And this ADP will continue to rise, much like I think Smith's will and most of these other guys on this list. But Shangun, it's trending towards him being a guy that might end up being overdrafted. Not yet. Like in the 70s, is still fine. 65 is still okay, especially when there becomes a run on centers and it comes hard to get one. But if it keeps going, if it keeps moving forward, um, then there is a risk that he starts to become overvalued. The other guy, or not another, one of the other guys, Franz Wagner's jumped up 26 spots. Herb Jones has jumped up 25 spots. And Devin Vassell has jumped up 22 spots in ADP. They were all ranked, I think, right next to each other in the initial rankings, like 262, 263, and 264. Obviously, insane numbers. But that was reflecting in ADP data. They've all been moved forward now. Vassell at like 90, Jones at, I think, 80, and Wagner at 80 or 70. Probably about the right spot. Still some value in Vassell. We're seeing those ADPs come in, and they will continue to rise as those sleepers that we targeted from the initial X rank have been eliminated by an update to the X rank. And these ADPs will continue to rise. Keldon Johnson was another guy that was ranked too low initially. His ADP has risen 17 spots over the last four weeks. Still a little bit of value in Keldon. I think they will start to get wiped out. They will start to see other guys fall and value appear in other areas. That's why it's always important to be switched on as to what's happening and don't look at a sleeper list from four weeks ago because that was pertinent then. But then when things change, the pertinence of those rankings or those values or those names um, adjusts. And then we've got to move on to other guys. The one that is interesting to me is if it's a Zubats. has seen his ADP rise 14 spots. I'm not sure that Zubats' ceiling is particularly high. Much like with Jackson and Shangun and Smith even, um, the dearth of good centers and the hard the hard part the hard part of finding rebounds is they're just they're not there that's that's the hard part they're not there and that does boost the value of centers and he is the only center on the Clippers roster I don't know I don't think he plays 30 plus but he might so maybe that does make sense I, I wouldn't have nothing's really changed there for the Clippers and I don't think he's ranking even adjusted um particularly huge amounts but he has risen 14 spots in Yahoo ADP in the last four weeks not sure that trend will continue. I think it will for Smith and Shangun and Wagner and Jones and Vassal and Johnson. Maybe not Jackson. That's probably stabilized there. I'm not sure Zubats changes too much. On the other side of things, the guys who have fallen the most in their ADP since we started, the ones again that make the most sense. Jaron Jackson was ranked way too high. He was like 40-something. We don't know when he's going to play. The ADP has plummeted 26 spots. It probably needs to come down further. 
We don't know when Lonzo Ball's going to play. His ADP has fallen 24 spots in the last four weeks. And I think it will continue to fall as well. I wouldn't really consider either of those guys in the top 80, probably not the top 100, and definitely not on the same team. Because the uncertainty of when they begin the season is, is a worry. Bogdan Bogdanovich, another guy that we don't think is necessarily going to be ready to start the season after knee surgery. His ADP has fallen 21 spots. Now, he's in a spot where that ADP is outside the top 100. So taking a flyer on that is okay. But yeah, it's trend, those top three trend down guys are the guys who have you know, played, well, not played, but the guys who are dealing with injuries to start the year. And we don't know when they're going to be there. Malcolm Brogdon was ranked too high to begin things. He's fallen 19 spots as the sixth man for the Celtics. He's getting more into the territory you want to look at in that 120, 110 sort of range. But, you know, that he was obviously ranked too high initially. Karis Levert's dropped down 17 spots. I think that will continue to trend downwards with the addition of Donovan Mitchell. He was ranked too high initially. The ranking is adjusted. I think it'll get adjusted again. And the Mitchell arrival has hurt that. Brook Lopez down 15 spots. I don't really know why that is. There's no under, I don't think he was ranked too high initially. Um, yeah, I don't think he's got great upside or anything like that. But him going down 15 spots and Gordon Haywood going down 14 spots, that helps us because they are guys, especially Haywood. You know, if he just keeps going down and going down, I don't know why his ADP would go down. I think he's got real value outside the top 100. But that's great. If it keeps falling, it means people are less interested. We can get him later. Same with Lopez. Again, it's hard to get centers. Not that he's a good rebounder, but a solid enough center who will play 26 minutes, maybe 27, and falling down. And the other one who's falling down is Rashawn Holmes. He's still going way too high. Like, he shouldn't be drafted in any 12-team league, but his ADP has fallen 14 spots. It really should have fallen 60, 70 spots. I don't know why he was ranked that high. I don't know why he still remains that high. I don't know why people are still picking him in the 120 to 130 range. But he's fallen 14 spots. It's continuing to trend down. And I think that J- Jaron and Lonzo, um, Levert and Holmes will continue to trend down. I don't think we will get it for Haywood too much. I don't think Lopez necessarily will trend. Bogdan Bogdanovich might and Brogdon might, but they're sort of settling in, I think, to the areas they need to be at. And that, that's it. It's a short one. So much other content coming, though, of course. More team preview shows on the way. So don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app here on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.